0: Hey everybody, it's Madiselle Coach, Family Coach Sandra. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Yes, we have some incredible things going on right now in our country. And um, this uh, year of 2020 has just brought a lot of different things. And I don't know that um, any of us in any way have been prepared or think that we're prepared for all the different things that are going on in our country right now. Of course, this coronavirus um, has created a whole new situation for the world. So this series that I'm going to do right now and, and just work with us over the next few episodes or segments is called Family During a Crisis, family during a crisis. So I want you to, to uh, hang in there with us and uh, just hear some of these discussions that I'm going to present. I might invite a guest to, to uh, add some information in here as well, but let's just go there and let's talk about family during a crisis. So the first thing I think it is important to identify is crisis, we need to know what that is what's the definition well a crisis is a turning point a condition of instability or danger it's also a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life well that's three different um levels of a crisis and where we're at today uh considering this coronavirus in America, in our in our towns, in our counties, in our world, all three of those definitions fit perfectly. Um, unfortunately, it's a turning point, a condition of instability, um, very dramatic emotional upheaval is going on in the lives of adults and children. So, Let's talk about a family during a crisis. So there are three things that I think a family needs to remember. And I just want to highlight three things for us in this first segment. The three things are be together, be careful, and be creative. Again, those three things, be together. Be careful and be creative. So uh, when we talk about be together, that's a a, a mindset. Even if if physically we can't be together, because we have been introduced to this idea of social distancing. And the social distancing, uh, we have a lot of people taking it serious, a lot of people not taking it serious. Uh, The the point of it is, is that uh, even when you have to distance yourself you can have a mindset of togetherness. Um, and so we can have that mindset of togetherness. And for those of us who, um, have people in our home with us in our apartment, you share, you, you share space with someone else. I, I'm encouraging you to make sure that you talk to each other and you deal with each other from the mindset of that we're all in this together. That's what I mean by be together. We're all in this together. Even though we are in different places in our in our towns, in our cities, in our in our states, in our countries. We're all in this together. This is affecting the world. It's affecting everyone. And um so one of the things when I think about being together, I want us as a family to think about hey, empathy overload. Get empathetic about things think about, man, what must they be going through with this? You know, this is difficult for them too. Um, parents remember you're not the only one experiencing this. Uh, your children, they're experiencing it. They're watching your, your facial expressions. They're listening to every comment that you make. Um, so understand that, um, we've got to show empathy to each other. We've got to, um, understand we're all going through this together and you have to, parents have to help your young people to express empathy to understand empathy to to know that you know what other people in other places are going through the same things we go through it differently and of course each country is experiencing different um levels and different um situations when it comes to this pandemic but we're still all in this together so be together. Have the mindset of being together and understanding that everyone is going through some challenges. The second one is be careful. And so, yes, you need to wash your hands. Yes, you need to um, make sure that you're being cautious. You are uh, paying attention to what your body is saying. But this be careful that I'm encouraging is I would like for you as we are dealing with family during a crisis, I want you to be careful how you define and defend suffering. I'll say that again. Be careful how you define and defend suffering. Hear this, please. Slow Wi-Fi is not suffering. Being asked to shut down devices for human time is not suffering. Limitations on how many snack foods to consume in a day is not suffering. So yes, I do say a lot of this benefit to our parents who are having to deal with uh, young people at home with nowhere to go and nothing to do besides being on digital devices. And they see that as suffering. So I would like to just encourage parents and the young people who will listen to this, be careful how you define and you defend suffering. Those things are inconveniences and they are irritants, yes, but they are not suffering. So be careful during this crisis what you give attention to as something that is truly a suffering situation. The third item and the last item for this segment is be creative be creative something as simple families as have breakfast for dinner get the big kids planning and preparing a meal watch an old movie and talk about it limit the screen time their little individual screen times limit that This might be a great time to learn to read. Um, And I'm not trying to be sarcastic about that. Uh, We are living in a time where our younger generations, many of them, not all of them, but many of them have no understanding or sense of care for reading a book. Uh, That's dangerous to us. That is dangerous to us as we are investing in the leadership of the next generation. So this can be a great time for your young people to learn to read, Uh, get a book in whatever form they need to get a book, but they need to read more than just posts and tweets and different things and and pictures and emojis. They need to read a book. They need to learn how to use their imagination because this crisis is an opportunity for a turning point. It's an opportunity for a turning point. So be creative. Have fun with your creativity. Yes, we are definitely facing some difficult times. We are facing some challenges that we did not expect. But the tools are there. You got to pay attention to the tools. Tap into them. Thanks so much for stopping by and listening to Mattisell Coach. We've got more to talk about with this, so we're going to leave it for the next segment. And uh, again, this is family during a crisis. We are wishing everyone well, and we want you to be wise, and we want you to be safe. Take full advantage of the fact that you've got to face your family right now, and your family needs to face you. Thanks so much for stopping by. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment of Family During a Crisis. The first segment was called Three B's of a Crisis. And if you remember, I encouraged you to be together, be careful, and be creative the three B's of a crisis. So, um, today I want us to just kind of, uh, think about this concept when, uh, when things happen just in life, just regular things, not when we're in some type of turmoil or, um, or crisis, just regular routines of life. And time goes by and we feel like we've missed opportunities. We say stuff like, Where did the time go? Or life is just too short. And yeah, those statements are true when they're being said in that moment. But here's what a crisis will do. Coronavirus is showing us this. Coronavirus is is challenging us to walk it like we talk it. You remember I challenged you with the definition of a crisis. A crisis is a turning point, a condition of instability or danger, a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life, a crisis, all of those things. Well, coronavirus is a crisis. We are in a crisis. The family, how does the family operate during a crisis? Again, coronavirus has come to challenge the family to walk it like you talk it. What do I mean by that? I mean that we have been forced to slow down. Coronavirus came in on us Americans, and we are, we were just so busy. We're running, we're doing this, we're making that happen, getting that deal, making this happen, making plans. We got all these things going on. And then, wow, just a couple of news cycles, information coming in. And it's just like, even the plans, some people were in the midst of, of activities and their plans and they're just like, they're being told You have to go home. You can't even stay in our country on your vacation. People are having to leave to return home. So again, this pandemic has challenged us and really forced us to slow down. Like you have to be at home right now. You can't be out here. You can't go to this activity. You know what? The movie theaters are closed. The sporting events are shut down. You have to go home. And it's interesting that some people are terrified of just that idea. Not the the symptoms of what the virus is going to do. But the idea you're, you're saying I have to go home? I have to be at my place of residence longer than I want to be? Yes. So, walk it like you talking. Yeah, we say life is too short. Well, you're at home right now, so let's think about life. We say, where did the time go? Uh, time's not going anywhere right now because you have to stay at home and watch the clock, or watch stuff on television, or movies, or reading, hopefully reading, Um, because I talked about that in the other segment. Our young people need to read more, but I think as adults, we need to read more too. But this talk is not about reading. It's about taking a look at what needs to happen when we slow down, So for our parents, I want to encourage you, don't allow your nerves to be so fragile or frayed. We know that can happen. Don't allow that to be the case, so much the case that your family, they all end up going to their corners or they just go to their room. And everybody just retreats away from each other. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to talk to you. You go to your corner of the house. I'm going to be in my corner of the house. No, because later on, we're going to talk about where did the time go? We're going to say life was so short because we have an opportunity right now. During this um, inconvenience, this hurtful uh, medical condition, this this ugly thing that is a virus that is a lot of unknowns. What we do know is that you have to deal with each other. It's it's calling each one of us to deal with ourselves and to deal with each other. It makes us slow down. We've been forced to slow down. So, parents, I'm encouraging you. Get to know your kids during this time of the slowdown. Yeah, I know there's a lot of things to worry about and be concerned about. It's true. There's no way around that. But take some time to let go of the worries or the fears. And just talk to your kids. Laugh with your kids. Cry with your kids. Throw a ball in the house. I hope you don't break anything. But enjoy, blow up a balloon and just bounce it back and forth. Slow down, take a look at what you have to do right now. And that's just be with each other, see each other, enjoy each other, know each other. Encourage each other. So again, don't just be out there talking about it, waiting on a time where you can say, Life is so short, and where did the time go? We need to walk it like we talk it and encourage each other in the home, in the family, see each other, experience each other. Hey, do some videos, create some songs. There are all kinds of different things that you can do as we encouraged yesterday to be creative. Put that stuff into play. There's a lot of things in your young person in the young people that live in your home that you don't even know about. Here's an opportunity. There's no running, there's no hiding. There's probably a lot of pretending, but through the next few weeks of no school and limited situations with work, um, is an opportunity to spend some time getting to know the people that you love. So Mattisell Coach wants to encourage you in that anything I can do to help you with some specific details, go to the website, www.thematticellgroup.com or reach out to us at info at That's I-N-F-O at thematticellgroup.com. You have some questions. You have some ideas. You need some ideas. You need some questions to ask your family members reach out to us. We'll give you some. Keep listening to us. We're here to encourage you. We um, are here to let you know that we see you. We hear you. We care about you. Family, 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 family during a crisis. We encourage you to keep working through it. Thanks for stopping by. This is Mattisell Coach. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, welcome back to Madiselle Coach Podcast. We are glad to have you with us again. This is Family Coach Sandra at Madiselle Coach and the Madiselle Group. We are continuing to work through this episode, uh, the segments on family during a crisis. And uh, so this is our third segment in this particular episode series. So family during a crisis, you remember we define crisis as a turning point, a condition of instability or danger, a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life. And we have identified that coronavirus is that crisis that we are all experiencing as a people group, Um, Mattisell Coach is encouraging each of us to have empathy for each other, to understand we are going through this together and we do need each other. So today I want to deal with uh, that spiritual side of things. Yes, the spiritual side of things. What do you do in a crisis when it comes to your faith? Well, this is just call practice your faith. You need to practice your faith. Practice your faith. Well, wh- what, do I, what am I talking about with that? Well, what I'm talking about is you answering the question. This is you and your family. This is your family collectively, but also your family um, individually, because each member of your family makes their own decision about what they believe and how they're going to believe it. Uh, sometimes it can be um, shocking or maybe disturbing for some family members as I talk to them or I coach them through something and the topic of, of religion or faith comes up and and they've never had a discussion they've never talked about it um, and uh, this is this is not this goes beyond talking about Sunday or if you go to church this I'm not talking about that i I'm really talking about what you choose to believe um, about you, who created you, how are you created? Um, Is there anything more to you than just what you see with your eye? Uh, Do you have a soul? Do you have a spirit? Do you, you know, all of those different things. But the heart of the question is, what do you believe? So what do you believe? Some people will say, I don't believe in God. Okay. All right. That's their choice. Everyone gets to make their choice in that. And then there's some people who just say, well, I just don't believe. I don't believe I don't believe in anything. And that one is really one of my favorites because when you say you don't believe in anything, you actually believe that you don't believe in anything. So that means you believe I'll try that again. When you say you don't believe in anything, you actually believe that you don't believe in anything. So that's what you believe in. You believe that you don't believe. So just keep that in mind. So when we go out telling people, oh, I don't believe, well, technically you do. You just believe that you don't believe. That's your choice. I'm not here to to, uh, mess with you on that. But I'm here to talk about family in a crisis. And in a crisis... We tap into something. We have to. You got to tap into something that's bigger than you, deeper than you, um, beyond you. Even if it's another version of you, if that's what you need. But we all need something to believe in. Something to bring hope, encouragement, and love to us. For me here at Mattisell Coach, I've made my decision about what I believe. And I'm comfortable with that belief. I'm here to just talk about when it comes to a crisis and you're working with your children, you're facing your children. Um, talk about what you believe with them. Don't leave that as an unknown. Don't, don't let it be, I need to go quietly and pray in my bedroom. Not that you can't do that. I'm saying don't just do that and isolate yourself so your children don't see you struggling and they don't see you as someone who needs something bigger or someone bigger when you are scared, when you have fear. Um, so a belief is a centering of us. What centers you? What's your centering? What, when do you try to center yourself? When do you get still? When do you find where and when do you find stillness? Meditation, prayer, These things are valuable things for our humanity because they're a part of our humanity. You use them however you want. It's your choice to make. Remember, your children are watching you. Remember, your children are influenced by you. Some for a positive influence and sometimes it's negatively influenced. But don't fail to discuss it. Because you have to practice your faith. And you practice it a lot during a crisis. Remember, it's a turning point. There's instability going on all around us. There's upheaval during a crisis. So what does your family know about your stillness, your centering, your meditation, your prayer? How does your family understand Where hope comes from, encouragement comes from, and love comes from when you can't leave the house. When you're low on toilet paper. When you're not sure what that parent's going to do because they've been laid off because of this crisis. Where does your hope come from? What's your encouragement? How do you express love? These things are to be communicated in and out. Of a crisis, so please know that what the crisis does is reveal what you are meditating on, where your prayers are. It reveals it; it will bring it to light. So, have a discussion during this crisis time. A family in a crisis needs to have discussions about practicing your faith. Know where you are, what you believe. And how your family fits into that. And remember, with your older young people in the family, they might be experiencing a lot of different things. They might have some different beliefs than yours. This is a great time to begin talking about that. To begin expressing that. Not for you to condemn them or or pass any judgment. It's really for you to hear and learn. and, And to understand why they may have those beliefs. It's a great opportunity for that. You can be an influence for good in this situation as you start to have conversations about this very important topic that's a part of your self. So don't leave out this talk because a crisis reveals what you believe. Again, thanks so much for stopping by here and listening to us At Mattisell Coach is wishing you all well. We want you to be safe. We want you to be well. We want you to be wise. Respect the the policy of social distancing. But make sure within your family, you are not distancing yourself at all. You're really trying to get to know each other better during these trying times. We look forward to things getting better. But right now, we got to deal with what we have. Thanks again for stopping by. We look forward to our next conversation. This is Matiselle Coach. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Matiselle Coach Podcast. This is Family Coach Sandra, thank you for stopping in and spending some time with us today. We are continuing on this journey in this series of family during a crisis. Family during a crisis. If you remember, we talked about a crisis is a turning point, a condition of instability or danger, a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life. A crisis is real. A crisis creates a lot of stress. A crisis reveals your faith. So today we are wanting to just entitle this segment as educate. Educate. What? Yes, educate. So um, family during a crisis, you got people at home um, really because of the, the mandates that are being put on all of us as a people right now to, to flatten the curve as they say, of this disease spreading, um, virus spreading quicker than uh, we want it to, just really slowing things down. And um, so during this time that you are at home, you have a captive audience, as a parent with your young people there, make sure you take some time to educate everyone. Everyone needs to get educated. Now, is it? Are we talking about being educated about the virus, the pandemic? Some of that, yes, I am. I'm talking about that. Um, so you should watch a documentary or of, of some type, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about. A pandemic. It can be about another thing because that way you can change the narrative. You can change the conversation and talk about some other stuff. But make sure in the process that you spend some time educating and letting your young people get educated on what is going on. Um, they should not just be allowing themselves to be entertained by things. And um, I've just heard a lot of young people Specifically, say this doesn't seem real. Um, I don't want to follow this. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, they were like wanting to go to the movies the same day that all the movie theaters closed down. It was as if to say, I don't care that I just heard that the theaters are closed down. I'm going to go to the movies anyway. Okay, let us know how that works out when the doors are locked. So the thing here is. They all, each and every one of us, especially those of us who are of age, of understanding, we have a responsibility to get educated on what things are. It's amazing that you're even a teenager and you don't know what the CDC is. And parents, if you don't know what the CDC is, I need you to look it up and then I need you to have your young people look it up. They need to know what the CDC is because they're human. Okay, so I think there's some things that are just responsibilities that we need to make sure are happening. During this crisis is a great time because it's a turning point, but just because it's important, know about your center of disease control. Diseases are always going to be there. So remember, you're raising young people to be leaders today and tomorrow. We want to make sure they're prepared. The World Health Organization, the WHO, the WHO, not the name of a singing group, not the name of a club. The WHO in this situation is the World Health Organization. Your young people need to know. They need to know what they do, why they do it. They need to know what's going on with the Red Cross. What is a pandemic? What is a virus? COVID-19. Yes. Can we invest 30 minutes into just kind of getting a quick view of what this stuff is? Surely every family out there can afford to invest 30 minutes on just getting educated. By the way, Dictionary.com just has a great piece on the app that answers all of this. They did a great job of just putting it all together. Easy to find. Again, Dictionary.com. This segment is not sponsored by them, but I'm sending a shout out anyway. Dictionary.com has a great on their app that just talks about CDC, World Health Organization, pandemic, virus, all of those type things, so that you have an easy place, a quick place to get you and your loved ones educated about this piece. Discuss things like how to respond. How is everyone responding? How should we respond? How not to respond? You know, sometimes we, we focus in on what we shouldn't do. Uh, we don't talk about what we should do. Or sometimes we'll talk about what we should do and we forget to talk about, hey, what we shouldn't do. So how to respond, how not to respond. Talk about those things. Of course, I am saying dealing with those who are age appropriate. Okay. Your four-year-olds, they're just going with the flow. All right. But the 8-year-old, the 12, the 16, the 25-year-old, whatever it may be in your home, every, each one of us has a responsibility. So we're encouraging you here at Madison Coach to get together, get educated, let the young people lead some of this educational piece. Again, y'all can decide, hey, every day you just come together, spend about 10 minutes, And someone has a responsibility to bring an update or to give some information about uh, what they're learning, what we all need to know, um, just so we we have our own information. Yes, there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of fighting and verbal things that always go on about if if this news is real, if this news is fake. Um, And those sometimes are very valid arguments. But within your home, you get to decide that. You're not waiting for everything to come from an outside source. Some things you can research and learn yourself and you can be the true news source when it comes to your family and in your home. So you have some control over that. And so we encourage that here at Matisell Coach. Um, Just wanted to remind you also, as you are educating yourself, hey, be ready to model what you're learning and, and these new behaviors. Um, because your young people are definitely going to hold you accountable as they watch how you respond and you don't respond to different things that may go on. Even if there's something that was said and you just kind of messed it up and you've acted poorly in front of your kids, Hey, just apologize and work through that. Um, during this family time in a crisis, family during a crisis, you're going to have to do some apologizing to your kids because you're going to say things and do things because y'all are around each other a whole lot more than normal. So just be ready for that. Go ahead and prepare. You know, you're, you're not less of a parent. You're not a poor parent because you say something in front of them or you do something or just, you know, they see you in a different light. That's okay. It's totally okay. It's probably better than okay because it's great that they get to experience that. Uh, And and you all are together as a family and y'all can talk about it and work it through. But so don't be afraid to apologize for something. But again, as I'm saying, we want you to be ready to model behavior that you're encouraging them as you get educated on all of these new things that we're facing right now. As I said, spread that education out. Don't try to get it all done in one day too much team too much. You can make the education piece fun. Remember, this is a turning point family during a crisis. Get educated, get empowered, get encouraged, strengthen your own resolve with your family. Again, this is Mattis Coach. We thank you, thank you, thank you for spending time with us, letting us talk to you. And we hope that this has been an encouragement. We're continuing the segment and we look forward to sharing more with you later. All right. Bye bye. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Mattisell Coach Podcast. This is family coach Sandra, and we are so happy that you chose to join us again for another segment on human relations, family relations. We are working through right now the family during a crisis series, family during a crisis. We have put out the definition of a crisis as a turning point a condition of instability or danger, a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life. When we think about what coronavirus has presented to us, it has created a family during a crisis. It has created the idea, family has been there, but looking at a family during a crisis, because this crisis, is affecting the whole world. It is not just something like a hurricane that happens on this particular coast or a tornado that sets down in this particular city. No, this is a pandemic, a virus that is worldwide, causing um, a lot of heartbreak, sadness, and death all over the world. So, family during a crisis. We've talked about some different things in this particular series. Today, what we want to deal with is we want to just deal with something that was touched on about talking something out. And so, this is called Talk It Out. And Talk It Out is not about the pandemic, I'm not really concerned about you talking about the pandemic. You've done that, hopefully and you work through some of the steps that we gave you in the earlier segments of this series. Now, this is kinda highlighting just some of the everyday stuff. Some of the things you can do with this extra time that you have. And it's called Talk It Out because what we want you to do is talk about your favorite things. We want you to talk about your favorite TV shows, your favorite songs, Your favorite styles of clothing could be your style of music. It can even be your style of hair, you know, because we have a lot of different things that each one of us like. And we're each individuals. We have our own creativity. And sometimes expressing that creates chaos in the family. And so you get an opportunity to to just kind of deal with each other right now during this time. And so we're encouraging you to talk it out. Now, what we're challenging you to do, especially when you have young people in the home, uh, parents, I I don't want you to accept this answer. I don't know. I don't want you to accept that. And young people who are listening, I don't want you to say it. If you're asked what your favorite thing is, you should be able to answer it. It should not be, I don't know. That's not acceptable as an answer. Um, I want the, the parents to encourage the use of words and thoughts. I think if young people um, do not have words to be able to express themselves in a question of tell me your favorite, I think it's a clear sign that they need to read more, okay? And I'm not trying to be sarcastic or funny, but if you don't have words, young person, for explaining something that you say is your favorite, then you're not reading enough. You don't have a big enough vocabulary to express some things, and you need to get one. You need to get a bigger vocabulary that can help You communicate better. I think the need to read is a way to increase your vocabulary and your comprehension skills. Parents, encourage it. Again, we've accepted too many excuses, we've allowed too many things to just be um, okay. Um, But during this crisis, Let it be a turning point to bring some things back into order, back to a healthy place. Turn some cell phones off. Being able to put down a cell phone for an hour to pick up a book and read and not fall asleep. I know that is probably a art all in itself. um, But our young people need to practice it. They need to practice it each and every one of our young people, they're growing into leaders of some sort or another. I know we have this thing that we love to say, not everybody's gonna be a leader. And see, I disagree with that because everyone is a leader. Why do I say it? Because every human, I repeat, every human, has to lead themselves. We're a leader to ourself first. Every human may not be a manager. They might, not, they might not be the CEO of a company, but they are going to be the CEO of their humanity. They are in charge of their life. And we need them to lead it well. Because they're going to be making decisions about a country post-coronavirus. coronavirus That's why I'm encouraging our young people to read more, to learn more, not just about gossip and things that really won't last, but getting a better understanding of the country you live in, the world we exist in, the people and what the needs are. So talk about your favorites because it can lead into some other talks as to why you enjoy that thing, I had a great conversation during a class that I was a part of a couple of years ago, and we were challenged to talk about our favorite movie and who was a favorite character in that movie and It was a great technique because what it did is it it's it made you stop think about your favorite, talk about your favorite, and then you start realizing. The reason something is your favorite is you identify with it. Something about it gives you comfort. It gives you encouragement. It gives you guts. It gives you strength. So um, the characters that that we watch on TV or for our young people, they may be watching things on YouTube, whatever it is. There's something about these, that person or that character that we're attracted to. That attraction has a lot to do with our personal makeup and what we admire, what we like. So when you start dealing with your favorites, you see it can create other conversations and other dialogues that help identify who you are, what you like, and why you like it. That's why we ask the questions. It's not just because we're bored and we have to stay home. No, it's we're human, we need each other, we need to know each other. The more you know about you, the more you're able to talk about you, the more you start working toward what is valuable to you. Parents, young people need more discussions about value, not just about following rules, not just about cleaning rooms, and doing the dishes, and doing homework. They need to talk about who they are when no one is looking. Create space for that, to talk it out, especially during a crisis. Remember, a turning point, a condition of instability or danger, a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's life. Family during a crisis, we need to talk things out. Pick some fun stuff to talk out. Not just all of the hurtful, serious stuff. Because the fun stuff can reveal more about you than what you even know. This is Matisell Coach. Thanks so much for stopping by to listen to us during this time of concern. During a crisis that we have in our world, we're talking about the family, some of the things we need to do, some of the things we're already doing, and just encouragement to do some things differently or to do some things better. Again, we appreciate you listening to us. Until next time, this is Mattisell Coach. Bye-bye.